MLM Nation, episode 93. You can't convince somebody to do something they don't want to do. So work with the people who want to do something, who want to work, who want to succeed, and don't focus on the people who are getting in the way. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Judy Boger. Judy, are you ready to make it happen? I am. I already, I've done it once. I'm ready to keep it going. All right. You know, Judy Boger has over 20 years of MLM experience. So she's done it many, 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 many times and is one of the top income earners at her company. Before she discovered network marketing, Judy was a registered nurse and managed a large dental office. She also managed commercial and residential real estate while raising two sons at the same time. Her busy life left her drained, and she felt that she needed to make a change. And when her second son was ready to start college, and she needed extra money but didn't want to take out any loans, that's when she got started in network marketing. Now, Judy has been with the same company since 1992 and, and has had incredible success. She's been the consultant of the year. She's been the Millionaire's Club, the President's Club, the Paragon Award, and the top 10 income earner. MLM's given, and this is the best part, tremendous freedom. Today, she spends her time with her four wonderful grandchildren. Judy also volunteers weekly at Meals on Wheels and supports charities, especially those that involve children. So, Judy, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Well, it, it's kind of interesting because uh, it was kind of a fluke. And, and I've mentioned in the past, sometimes the fluke factor can help get you started, but that fluke factor won't, won't make you successful. But I wasn't really prospected by somebody who was in network marketing. I was pro- talked to or spoken to uh, by a friend who had been prospected and was in his getting information stage. He talked to me and asked me what I thought about the, the products that the company was producing and asked me my opinion. And, and I was intrigued, to be very blunt, because he didn't know, but I was looking how to make some extra money. Uh, like you said, I had two sons who were going to be in college at the same time. And even though my husband, I like that word, my husband had a, a very <laughs> successful business, um, we also were very successful at not having a, a lot of money at the end of the month. There was always, there was always, uh, I couldn't feel like I could get out of debt. And with two more kids, two, two kids getting ready to go to school, uh, I didn't want to get any more debt. I, I wanted freedom from debt. And I also wanted to, you know, to live comfortably and not give up something to have that freedom from debt. And so I was looking to make some extra money, and then I got hooked. And the funny thing was, even though the products hooked me in, I still wasn't going to look at it as network marketing because I had no respect for network marketing because uh, I was, I'm not stupid, but I was ignorant in network marketing. And I, I really felt that um, the only people, excuse me for saying this, but at that time, I felt the only people who got involved with network marketing were losers who couldn't make it any other way. 
Um, I just, that was in, incorrect information. And so I started selling the products without really talking about the business. And then two of my best customers asked me how they could sell the products too. And that's when I had uh, an aha moment. Like, uh, maybe you should learn a little more about this because here are two people who want to make some money and I haven't even been, been sharing it with them. So I started doing a little bit of um, due diligence, so to speak, in, on network marketing. And I realized that I was under a lot of uh, misunderstanding about what really happens in network marketing. I, I could learn that you, the harder you work, the more money you can make. And you're only limited by your own imagination when you do network marketing. And so I, I thought this was you know something interesting. If, if two people wanted to join me in the business without my even asking them, what would happen if I started asking people to join me in the business? And within um, four or five months, um, I, my check was $5,000 in a month. And that was enough to pay for the monthly installment for both boys' college education. So I, I be, became hooked. You know, it was like, wow, if, if this can work with just four or five months of work, what would happen if I stuck with it for a couple of years? What made you have that negative misconception about network marketing? Were you approached many times before? Yes. Yes. I'd, I'd have people saying, oh, you'd be so good in this, and I want you to get involved with me with this company. And then somebody else would say, oh, you could do this. This is so exciting. Why don't you come and join me in, in this other company? And there were so many people hitting on trying to get me involved and I just, I just felt I don't want to go around talking to people and trying to get people to do what I don't want to do in the first place. And I just had the opinion that it was basically trying to get people to spend money. And I found out that it's extremely not that. So what made it different? Like in uh, 92, when you got started, why did you join? And you didn't join before, but you joined this time. Was it really about the timing or it the road approach? Yeah, it was about the timing. It wasn't the approach because this guy wasn't trying to get me involved. He mm. he just wanted me to look at the, the products that, that he was uh, being exposed to and wanted my opinion because I'm a nurse. And he said, you know, what do you think? These are healthcare products. What do you think? And I said, well, I don't know about you, but I, I think I'm going to get involved because these products are intriguing to me. And they were different. But I was working at Temple University Hospital a couple of years before that, and they got involved with a, a pain management clinic that was doing acupuncture. And I had thought that was kind of voodoo-y type stuff until I saw results. And one of the doctors I respected most got involved with doing acupuncture. And I thought, wow, if he's willing to stretch and look at something different, uh, who am I to make a decision without really stretching and looking at something that's a little different? And discovered that, you know, these products do work. This company is stable and I can make money. So why am I telling myself this is a stupid, a stupid business? And then I read, read John Kalinch as being the best you, best you can be in MLM and John Milton's Fog book, Money, 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 Money. 
and and which has great facts. John Milton Fogg's book, Money, 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 Money. I hated the name of the book when I first read about it, but I read the book and it's a very quick read and it's an old book, but it really pointed out some of the really great points of network marketing and why it is the most ethical way of doing business. As John Kalinch used to say from stage, every time I'd see him speak, he always said network marketing, MLM, is the most ethical way of doing business because he who works gets paid and he who works more gets paid more. And I realized that they were right, I was wrong, and it was time to take a serious look at this. So once you became serious, um, did you encountering any challenges was pretty smooth sailing for you because you you hit 5000 a month pretty quickly. Yeah, I did. And then I got kind of stuck in that in that at that level and I thought, you know, I'm not stupid and I'm not lazy. How come these other people are making so much more than I am? Uh, I should be able to do this too. And that's that's when I was introduced to the book uh, Being the Best You Can Be in MLM. An upline person said, "Read this book, then you'll know what to do." And you'll know why you're not succeeding. And so I read that book and I thought, wow, you know, there's, there's some really good things in this book. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow this advice and I'm going to see what happens next. And yes, I hit some challenges. Uh, I had a couple good friends say to me, you know, we don't see you anymore because you seem to be doing this business all the time. And you're always at meetings and you're always doing things. And I said to her, well, if I told you by going out and spending two, three hours tonight with some people, I could make $2,000, would you go or would you stay home? <laughs> that's a good way. That's a good question. <laughs> and, and she said, did you make $2,000 last night? And I said, well, not last night, but over the course of the next few years, I'll make more than that on the efforts I put in tonight. Hmm. And she said, really? And I said, yes, really and and it's true uh, the, i can still remember where i went that night and uh, those some of those people are still in my business all of them in the business no but just like every industry not everybody stays in um they they come and they go and you know some people stay and some people don't work hard and some people do work hard but she she was very hurt that I didn't seem to spend as much time with her and her husband as we used to because we had our MLM friends, she always called them. And I said, well, they're not just friends, they're business associates. And sometimes you have to you know, combine the two just like you do and like, like she did in her business. I said, you entertain business associates and you, uh, um, you know, you go out with them and have dinner with them. And she said, well, yeah, but you seem to be doing it a lot. And I said, well, I'm building a business. And it's something I have to do. And so that was hard. Uh, but I, I knew I was on the right track because, you know, after I read the book and started taking advice from a mentor who was an upline person, um, my business started growing. And, you know, then my checks started growing. And I started feeling more confident in in the ideas I was sharing because I was reading so much and reading books two and three times sometimes. And what's what's interesting is if you find a good book that you like, don't read it once and put it away or don't listen to the tape once and put it away. Listen to it again. Read it again because 
you keep imprinting all that information in your in your memory and somebody asks you a question and you'll open your mouth and say some stuff and you'll think, wow, where did that come from? Because you've heard it and you, you get to know the stuff from your heart. And I've had people say to me, oh, that was so good. You always have the answer. And I, th- I say, no, it's not me that has the answer. It's what I'm reading and what I'm listening to. They have the answers. And I've, I've read it enough and listened enough that it becomes a part of me. Just like, you know, you hear a song and, you know, the old I can name that tune in two mm-hmm. notes. And it's the same thing, you know, you can you can hear something and then it's like, you know, what what follows, you know, what needs to be next. And instead of getting up and dancing and singing, I get up and and give a response and give the answer from because I've read it so many times. Now, Judy, you talked about challenges before, and most distributors don't realize this during like the toughest times or I say, quote unquote, failures that we learn the most. Uh, but the key is to keep going, and you take the lessons you learned, right? So I can you share one of your worst moments? I mean, you've had over 20-something years of experience. Oh, yeah. Your worst, worst moment that we're working, where 99% of the people have quit, but you kept going. And because of that, you learned some really valuable lessons. Well, my worst moment that I've had, and it's happened a couple times, is when an upline, well, the one first time it was an upline leader who had a very big ego and it got in the way of his business, quit, and tried to start a competing network marketing company uh, with my company. And he wooed away some of my downline leaders. And I, I thought, oh, you know, these are, these are the best people in my group. Why are they leaving? Why are they going? What are we going to do? And I realized that this happens in every industry. It's not just network marketing. And, and realize, too, that nobody is indispensable, even if they think they're indispensable. Uh, and I think now that this guy knows he wasn't indispensable anyhow, because you, you got to stick with something that you know and something that you trust and something that's been around for a while. And if you go with somebody who's got pie in the sky promises and says it's going to happen, stick with something that has happened and something that you're confident in and comfortable with. And, you know, different times people will call me and say, oh, so-and-so is leaving. They're going with this new company or they're going with a different company. So what? You know, you have to do what is right for you and you have to work with the people who want to work. I have found that the people who leave and get dissatisfied usually aren't doing that much anyhow. And, Sometimes that can be a drain on your energy trying to, you can't convince somebody to do something they don't want to do. So work with the people who want to do something, who want to work, who want to succeed, and don't focus on the people who are getting in the way. Now let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, Can you tell a story in your journey where you had a major aha moment? Like kind of like a light bulb went off and you kind of got it and afterwards your business just really took off. Oh, yeah. Uh, we had um, we had just gotten our, our business off the ground and, and had pretty many people. And we were having a local meeting with, you know, the old out-of-town speaker with slides. How <laughs> they have that. And I'm standing in the back of the room, and I'm so proud because there's, oh, two or 300 people at this, this small regional meeting that we were having. And, and we were just getting started, and I'm so proud. And this leader was standing at, at the front of the room and said, who in this room 
does regular three-way calls, you know, using upline or crossline to help with your prospecting. And the only people who raised their hand was the guy at the front of the room and the guy in the back who was also from out of town. And I thought, wow. And I, I was kind of embarrassed because there were only the two biggest leaders who were in there in the room raised their hands. And that's when I realized that, you know, I am not the center of this business. And if, if I don't do three-way calls, if I don't have somebody, quote, unquote, help me with prospecting, then the people on prospecting think they got to do it alone, too. And so that, to me, was a big aha moment when I realized that swallow my ego and ask other people. And it doesn't have to be upline. It doesn't have to be somebody who's a leader. It can be like if you're going to talk to somebody who's a real estate agent. Get somebody else in your company who also is a real estate agent because they can talk the same language and ask them if they'd mind sharing either a product story or a business story with this prospect you have. Learning that many times somebody else can help you more than you can help somebody else is a big aha moment. Now, let's share another story. Can you take us to the time that you considered to be your proudest, and I know you've had many of these, but your proudest moment in network marketing? Well, I can relate to this because I'm a mother, <laughs> and and sometimes your proudest moments don't refer to something you have done, but I was at a European convention for my business, and each time they announced a consultant of the year from the different countries, all of them but one were in my organization. And I mean, I kept popping up and taking a picture and then I'd sit down and they'd announce the next one and I'd pop up and take another picture. And I felt like a proud mother because it was like all these were my children and my children were succeeding. And it's just like when my sons graduated from college and my one son graduated from, from medical school and then got into the army and was being sworn in. I'm like, you know, all this pride like wants to, to make your heart swell. And that's how I felt in this business, watching the people in my group become consultants of the year. It was like, oh, this is, this is better than when I was consultant of the year. Yeah, that is awesome. Congratulations. Well, they were the ones to be congratulated, but it was a proud, proud moment. Now, you've been in the profession for a long time. I'm seeing, uh, by the way, I have a question I was going to ask you. You said when you first started, you only talked about the products, and yes. then you, you did a lot of due diligence, right? So back yes. then, this is before internet, or even if the internet was up, it wasn't much info. So what books, do you, or what, what papers, what did you use to do your due, uh, to do your due diligence on well, I, I, for me to do my due diligence, it was basically I kind of got slapped upside of the head by people saying to me, how can I get involved in this? And that's when I realized that, you know, there was something here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was experience. It was the experience of realizing this was something real. This wasn't just something to make an extra $100 a month or so, although that happens. There are people who make an extra 100 or $200 a month, and they're thrilled with that because maybe it allows them to get a, a car payment or something. And then there are other people who make an extra 1000 a month, and they're thrilled with that because maybe it helps them make a home payment. But then there are people who want to make more because they want to quit the 9-to-5 grind, and they want to have have an, an income 
that allows them to be their own boss. And I realized that this allowed people to do that too because I saw it in my business. I saw people making different levels of income and many of them were very happy with the level they're making and others strive to achieve more. But that's what I like about this business. You can do, you know, work as hard or as little as you want. Some people are just social members of MLM. They go to the meetings because they love the people and the excitement and the positive energy that they get. And that's okay. If that's what they want and that's what they get, then that's good. In your 20 plus years, how have you seen the network marketing profession change? And what excites you the most about network marketing now? I think the thing that excites me most is potential. I mean, potential is always a favorite word of mine. The potential of the economy and my companies in the healthcare industry. So the potential of the healthcare industry or, or the lack of the healthcare industry, so to speak, and the potential for the future. And there are consequences to the choices that we all make in life. And so there's potential there. And people need to think their choices through carefully and ask themselves if they're prepared to live with the results of the choices that they make. I I mean, informed decisions and personal choices are very, very, very important. And there's no luck involved because it's all potential. You could be the one being interviewed rather than listening to somebody else's story. You, You can listen, you can build your own story because the potential is there. You just have, I mean, potential talks about the future and everybody has future. The potential is there. So I'm excited because I see people reaching for their potential, working towards their goals. And, you know, if there's a goal there, go after it. You mentioned that that I won our company's Paragon Award. Well, I was the second one in the company in 1992 to earn the Paragon Award because they put it out there. And if there's a goal, you might as well go for it. You might, if, if you don't go for it, you'll never reach it. And so when they put the goal out and said what the Paragon Award was, I thought, well, that's not that tough. I can do that. I'm going to do it. And that was my focus. If, and that's the potential. The potential was earning that award, earning that goal. And everybody has potential in them. And everybody's company has potential in them. All you have to do is, is live up to it. Do you find people more open to network marketing now than when you first started? I think so because, you know, people, people are realizing that working for a big industry uh, is not necessarily the answer now because there are a lot of people who don't have a 40-hour full-time quote-unquote job uh, and, and they're looking to make some extra money and they can, they can see the potential in it. Using that word again. <laughs> hmm. um, let's go towards the second part, towards the end of the show. Some really quick questions to pick your brain, Judy. Mm-hmm. And one of them is, uh, what is one of your favorite success quotes that's motivated you? Um, my favorite success success quote. Did you say? Yeah. Oh, I know that. Act as if. Act as if you are where you want to be. Um. Somebody said to me, well, it's easy for you to prospect people because you're, you're a royal diamond. And I said, well, they don't know what a royal diamond is. It doesn't matter. I just act as if it's great. I said, you act as if you're a royal diamond and 
it's the posture, it's how you talk, it's how you feel, it's how you act that gives people the confidence to join you in the business. So act as if you are where you want to be and then you'll get where you want to go. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Follow up. Follow up, follow up, follow up. And I had to develop that because I am I am more of a promoter <laughs> than a controller. And so I wasn't really great with follow up. And as soon as I realized I wanted to get serious about the business, I started writing everything down in my day timer because it was in the era before computers. So I wrote everything down, uh, everybody that I talked to, and then wrote in the day timer a couple days or so later, follow up with this person, follow up with that person. I wrote thank you notes. Again, it was in the era before email. But every day I sent one thank you note. I made that my goal. I had a whole bunch of thank you notes stacked on top of my desk. And each day I sent a thank you note to somebody. Either thank you for listening to me or thank you for participating in the meeting last night. Your presentation was great. Or thank you for setting up the tables. Thank you for working the desk. But I sent one thank you note every day because I wanted people to realize that I appreciated them. So I followed up on everything that I could. And I think if you follow up on your in your business, you will build a good business. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Ask for help. Ask for help with reaching goals and building the business. Uh, again, that, that ties right in with doing the three-way calls. Uh, if you're stuck with something or stuck somewhere and you feel like you're you're not succeeding, ask for help. Um, I've told people if you're prospecting and you can't do it with a three-way, ask the person you're prospecting if you could tape record your presentation and just say that, you know, you want to listen to yourself afterwards and then bring your own tape recording of your presentation home and share it with an upline person, even if it's somebody who's across the country. And maybe they can point out something that you're doing. Maybe you're talking too much and not listening enough, but ask for help. And if you ask for help with reaching your goals, you'll actually reach your goals quicker because you've shared the goals. And a shared goal get, gets reached quicker than a goal that's not shared. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say if someone is interested today, right? They're interested about your company and the opportunity. Do you give samples or do you sit down and give them a, you the flip chart? Do you use a magazine, a newsletter? Or do you send them a link to an online video? Or do you do a webinar? Or how do you like to present? Well, I present whatever is necessary to that person. I mean, if I was inviting somebody to dinner, I may not fix them the same meal that I would fix somebody else because everybody's a little different. And there, there right now, uh, there are some great websites that I can use. When I first got started, it was all, you know, cassette tapes because <laughs> that's how old I am, how long I've been involved. We used a lot of cassette tapes and some folders and some little presentation flyers. And now I just love websites. And what I enjoy doing is getting on the phone with somebody and we both go to the same website and we, we talk them through it. And um, it, But some people like to actually, they're kinesthetic and they like to touch and feel something. So I'll give them maybe some products. Maybe they need to experience the products. And so I'll give them some products or I'll give them um, a brochure or a, a CD that they can listen to because some people need to see or hear the information depending on how they process the information themselves. So many times I'll just say, what do you prefer? Do you prefer to listen, read, or feel? 
Mm-hmm. And when they give me the answer, then I know what to tell them. That's really good. That's a really good question. What do you prefer? Now, uh, do you have a favorite app or online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote or an app on your phone that you could recommend to our listeners? Well, in our company, um, uh, many of our leaders have mentoring websites where they, uh, much like you have your website where, you know, your YouTube channel. So I like to send people to that. And so the YouTube channels, almost every company has their own YouTube channel, one site one kind or another, because that's that's the thing people are doing now, uh, putting things online. And so I suggest find out what getting a list of all leaders mentoring websites and using that heavily. Now, be, uh, before we start the interview, we also talked uh, a little bit about your lifestyle, like you're kind of active but not that active, and you spend a lot of time doing charities. Can you talk a little bit about the charities? Because uh, I really respect that about you, that you're a giver, giving back. And I, think that, I think that's one of the things I love network marketing. Network marketing allows us to give back more. So can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, definitely. I mean, so many times in the past, I mean, think about it. And anybody who's listening to this, if you get a call from your favorite charity or, your, or your, the church that you attend or even the school your children go to and you pick it up and they say, hey, we need your help. I mean, do you cringe? <laughs> Because sometimes, you know, I used to cringe in the past because they either probably wanted my, some of my time or some of my money. And many times in the past, you know, 25 years ago, I didn't have any extra time and I didn't have any extra money. And so now if somebody calls and says, we need your help, I say, what do you need? <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm allowed because of network marketing to say that. Without the network marketing, I wouldn't have the time and financial freedom that I have now. Uh, they'll call me from Meals and Wheels, and they just said this morning, we need somebody else for Friday. Can you help Friday? So, yeah, you know, I can rearrange my schedule. I love it, too, that when one of my sons calls and says, hey, mom, you know, the kids, can you come over and watch <laughs> the kids? Uh, or can the kids come to your house for the weekend? We have to do this or we have to do that. That I can say, sure, or I can come up for a week and watch the kids if I need to. I love that. Uh, I love being able to fund a 529 for each of my grandchildren. A 529 fund is is an educational IRA that you can contribute money to, and when they're ready to go to college, the money is there. I mean, it's kind of like the full circle because I got involved in this business to fund my son's college educations, and now I'm funding my grandchildren. So their educations will be paid for when they're ready to go. So I love being able to do that. I love uh, the local library. You know, when they have fundraisers, you know, I'm contributing. And and then they'll send me a little note saying, here are the books that you bought. We put your name on the front piece. And I'm like, whoa, my name's, if they're not in the front of a book, at least it's on the inside. And I'm just as happy with my name on the inside of a book that I've contributed versus the front of a book that I've. I've written because <laughs> I know it's a much better book that my name's on the inside of it. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, speaking of books, what's one book you could recommend to MLM Nation? Oh, I, I've mentioned it a couple times already. Being the Best You Can Be an MLM by John K. Lynch. Uh, I knew him personally. He, uh, he, I knew him when he was you know, a generic MLM trainer and then when he started getting to the end of his life, he realized he had to 
um, had to send some foundations for his future, and he ended up getting in, in the business, not in my downline, but he was in the business. And, you know, and that again put the exclamation mark behind MLM to me that the man who was one of the gurus actually did it himself and didn't just write about it, he actually participated in network marketing. And he, he was such a soft spoken man, and uh, anything that he's written. Is is really good. I mean, it just hit. It, it's concise, and his goal was to make a million friends in MLM, so that if ever he needed it, he could needed a million dollars, he could just get a dollar from each of his friends, and he'd be set. So you know, he and I think by the time he he passed, I think he had his million friends um, because he was so well respected in in the business, and his books still. Uh, I believe are are the best books to read on network marketing. And MLM Nation, I know you love audio, so if you haven't read it, you can get amazing free audiobook at mlmnationbook.com. Okay. And so Judy, here's the last question, the million dollar question. Are you ready? Yes. Before we go to the million dollar question, MLM Nation, I know you want to grow your business. And I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important. And that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad with my kids. And also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing. And you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So some, here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts They'll help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure clothes. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close, because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal, and I used that six-figure close, and he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This is three different days at four different times. So they can, so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global. You can listen to it. 
And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million-dollar MLM business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again. And you knew no one. So you didn't even know your sons, your grandsons. You didn't know any of your contacts, your neighbors. You knew no one. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you're kind of like an alien. You went to another planet, but they spoke English. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? I would smile all the time, which I do anyhow. And I would act as if. Act as if I was already successful. And talk to people about the future. And I would use the three-foot rule. Anybody who came within three foot of me, they're going to find out about the business, but not by my vomiting the company or network marketing on them, but by asking questions and finding out what interested them and getting them involved. Super awesome. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you, Judy? Well, I can be contacted through Facebook uh, or I have thebogergroup.com, B-O-G-E-R-G-R-O-U-P.com. But Facebook for sure, that's how you got me, (laughs) through Facebook. So uh, that's a a good way. And any last words or advice? Make the decision. Um, Many of you might be in network marketing already. So you've made the decision to get involved, but did you make the decision to do the work? There's, there's a difference there. I worked my butt off for the first 10, 15 years doing this business. Yes, I worked a lot. And uh, the first thing I quit was my ski instructing on the weekends and on Tuesdays because I was a ski instructor for a while, um, for 12 years. And so I gave that up first. And then the next thing I gave up was the the dental office job, which thrilled me because they had to hire three people to take my place. So that showed that I was actually getting a lot done. But my goal was to make more money from my network marketing business than to make through the dental office. And it, and it happened. And so, you know, it just, it kept going. And even though I worked really, really hard, I had a really, really good time doing it because you're working with positive minded people who think the same way you do. And you can work with the people you want to work with, not with the people you have to work with. So I highly recommend that you do get involved with network marketing. And uh, you'll find some of the nicest friends you'll have for the rest of your life in that business. MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Judy Boger. So keep up the momentum and go to MLMNation.net and type in Judy at the search bar. And the show notes of those great books, the nuggets of wisdom that Judy talked about will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So Judy, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with MLM Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks again, Judy, for your time, for sharing your wisdom, and God bless you. Thank you, Simon. Bye-bye. ML Nation, thanks to Judy Boger for her timeless wisdom. It's incredible. She's been with 20-something years, and I think big part of it, one and only one company. Uh, you can say she got lucky, or she had the wisdom. But, uh, it, you know, when I was commuting here, when I was talking to her, like, during the whole summer, she was just a lot of leaders are building. She was just chilling with her grandsons, and it took me a long time 
to get, you know, to get this interview because she was always with her grandsons and hanging out. And I was like, this woman's got it right. You know, she worked hard. As she said, she worked hard for 10, 15 years, and now she's enjoying it. And I think the thing that really re- makes me respect her is she gives back, right? And I love network marketing because a couple of things. Number one, uh, I believe it f- allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Number two, it allows us to be better givers. And number three, it allows us to be better parents. And Judy's been able to do all three, especially giving back and doing things like that. Actually, in fact, when we scheduled an interview, uh, we had to schedule around her charity stuff because she was, oh, I'm busy this day with this charity. You know, she didn't say, I'm busy because I have prospecting meetings. It was all about the community stuff that she's doing. So that was super, super cool. Definitely go to mlnation.net. Look for Judy Bolger. Just type in Judy at a search bar and the show notes will pop right up, especially the classical book. Um, if you didn't get it, we'll have the exact spelling of that author and other book on the show notes page. Definitely check that out. You want to add that to your library. A couple other quick things. I think that thing that really is the secret to success is like she talks, we got to act as if, you know, and that's the thing that really helped me out when people ask, what's the secret to my success in network marketing? How even have the free time to even do ML Nation is when I started network marketing, I acted as if I did exactly what Judy said, right? Act as if I acted like even when I was earning a hundred dollars a week, I was acting like I was making $6,000 a week. And I'm not talking about faking checks and stuff, but about the confidence of the posture, Right, like Judy said, her her million dollar question. I loved it the way she answered it. She just smiled and acted like she made all the money ready. Because when you act positive, people naturally become attracted to you. They'll start asking, hey, "Why are you so happy all the time? What's up with that smile? What do you do?" Because you know, positivity attracts people. And of course, you could have some negative people. Oh, you're so happy. Oh, you're so positive. You're optimist. Well, you know what? Have any of those people been successful? Those people are probably not your prospects anyway, so don't worry about what they say. Be, but make sure you act as if. A couple of the notes I took down is like, you really never know who is going to be a good in the business, right? Like Judy wasn't even directly prospect. Her friend asked her about the opinion, and then she ended up joining, right? So don't prejudge your prospects. A lot of times the ones you expect to join don't join. But the ones you don't expect, like these are unexpected surprises, come out of nowhere. And so same thing with your contact list. Your contact list is like most of the people you think will be joined good, often are not. The ones you least expect, and a lot of times are friends of friends. You know, I know in my business, the friends of friends with friends of friends of friends, those have all become my superstars. A lot of my close direct friends, even though they're still friends, close friends now, but they've never done much in the business. At most, they just became customers. Let's never forget about that. And the last great tip that Judy shared was, you know, when these books, and I know I've been guilty of this in the past, just reading tons of books, but if you find a good one, go back and read, 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 read it, read, read, read it, and read, 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 read it, read it over and over until you're really good enough, until you can teach it. When you can teach it, that's when you really went to the next level of learning. You can really master it. So don't just jump around books and books. Find a one that you really liked, and then go focus at it, and oh, teach, teach your team. You know, it's the same thing with this podcast. If you found this episode good or another episode that was really good, listen to it again and again and again until you're applying the stuff. And once you start applying, then you can teach it. And that then really goes to your subconscious mind. You're acting automatically on it. So great episode. Thanks to Judy Berger. Definitely go to mlnation.net, get her contact info, connect with her. And if you like these episodes, you know, Make sure you leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Leave a review. They really mean a lot. And the best compliment, I mean, thanks for all those. It seems like every day I'm getting more and more messages, people thanking me. I really appreciate that. That definitely, because it is a lot of work to do these, uh, these shows. Um, there's a lot of work, a lot of my time. So 
you know, when you send it to me, it's like motivation for me. So thank you for that. But the X tube super motivation is when I see you post on social media, you share, you tag your friends, that puts a smile on your face and that keeps me going. And that really motivates me because sometimes these leaders like Judy, like she's enjoying the MM lifestyle. They're really hard to follow up. You know, she talked about, Judy talked about follow up is, you know, really important. I have to follow up with many, many, many times. A lot of these leaders, many, many times. And it takes a lot of time, my, my time and effort. So go out there, share it, tag it. And um, that's that fires me up. So I know I'm making a difference. And because I, I love this network marketing, I'm loud and proud to be a network marketer. So with that said, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Judy Boger. Thank you for listening. And remember, we're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.